Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. How is he, how easy is it to uh, fall through the medical care health system cracks? I'll be talking to uh, the mother of a 29-year-old woman. She'll join us uh, at the end of the next hour from Burlington, Ontario. And uh, her daughter, 29 years of age, had a uh, blood test done. And on the Friday, I'll just give you some of the very basics here, but you'll hear the story from the mom. On the Friday... It was discovered that the blood tests revealed that there was something extremely dangerous going on and that immediate care was required. That was Friday. By Monday, the message got to the family. But it was too late. We'll also speak with uh, Natalia Montague, who's... I think still an RCMP employee. Her lawsuit goes forward. Sexual harassment, sexual assault. And the public affairs minister, Ralph Goodale, at the time that he had his news conference, where he said, this kind of thing can't go on any longer, and we're going to settle the lawsuit with the, the class action lawsuits. More than 800 women had started these lawsuits. We're going to settle them. And Goodale mentioned Atoya Montague by name as an example of a woman who was not going to be allowed to be continue to be victimized. Well, guess who hasn't received any attention or any focus or any assistance from the federal government after Mr. Goodale, Minister Goodale, made his big announcement, Latoya Montague, and she will join us as well. I have a personal story for you as I'm going to share when I speak to the mom of a 29-year-old about healthcare. Now, Super Bowl Sunday, and Mark Yost, who writes on the business of sport for the Wall Street Journal, for other publications like Sports Illustrated, he's one of the very best. He's got so many great sports books, business on sports, including tailgating sacks and salary caps, how the NFL became the world's most successful sports league, and you just go to Amazon.com and you'll find all of Mark's books. Mark joins us on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We all get wound up for the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who's playing. We get wound up. Now, I've chosen my favorites because I'm a Cowboys fan. So they lose to Green Bay. I'm happy that Atlanta beats Green Bay, but I don't want the NFC to win now. So I'm, and I like Brady, so I'm going with the Patriots. That's my, that's my logical thinking. Well, you know, there's some, there's, <laughs> good afternoon, sir. Do your you? best, Mark. <laughs> well, you know, there's some good numbers to back you up. I mean, let's, let's just kind of real quickly go through the Pats dynasty. I mean, this is their ninth appearance uh, in the Super Bowl. That's an NFL record. It's Brady's seventh appearance. 
that's also a, an NFL record. But here's the thing you should be focused on. Did you know that um, the Patriots will be wearing white shirts and the Falcons will be wearing red shirts? In 30 of the 50 Super Bowls, 11 of the last 12, the team in white shirts has won. And you can bet there's millions of dollars bet on that. There, there will be. And, and uh, the red-shirted teams are only five and four, and three of those are the San Francisco 49ers. So, um, so, <laughs> so, so somebody, somebody, oh. somebody the Falcons didn't do their homework. Well, maybe. But uh, they, uh, they, the, the, they, they chose to wear the red shirts. And uh, so, uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a big day, not just uh, here in America, but all over the world. I mean, it's almost as big as Boxing Day up there in Canada. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, the one thing I'm encouraged by is we're starting to see some more reasonable numbers around the Super Bowl, and what, what, what do I mean by that? Most of the time I, I spend my career spitting into the wind trying to disprove the NFL's economic impact numbers. The, the round number that the NFL has used for the past, I don't know, five or six years, is $500 million. For, That's the economic impact of the Super Bowl. The one game. Well, one game. And uh, in terms of ad revenue and, and tickets and hot dogs and all that stuff, um, but Houston actually was forced to backtrack on that number, and the city comptroller actually revised that number and came out with a $350 million number. Now, for, you know, for your listeners, that's a, that's a net, that's a gross impact. That doesn't mean the city of Houston is going to see $350 million from this. Like, I, you know, I've talked on your show before. A number of sports economists have debunked those numbers. Those are economic impact studies paid for by the NFL. Uh, and it seems the, the best number I could find for you, because you asked me to look this up, was, was BBVA Compass, which is a, a big bank here. They're expecting a $69 million economic impact. Um, and that's about right. Phil Porter at the University of South Florida, the best guy on this sort of stuff, he, he puts the Super Bowl's impact at about $50, 60000000 million. But, but to put that in further context, BBVA Compass looked at it, and they said that $69 million represents less than 0.5% of the entire economy in Houston. So, for so, the city, so then for the city of Houston itself, or the city's economy, overall economy, the Super Bowl has a fairly insignificant impact. It is, and and you know I've I've talked on your show before about you know if, if you go to places I, I wouldn't put Houston as one of them so so Houston's probably seen a little bit more of a local economic impact but if you go to places like Phoenix and Miami which in the middle of winter are not suffering for visitors what the Super Bowl essentially does is what economists call crowding out so if I want to go to Phoenix and play golf I might have gone this weekend but if the Super Bowl was there. I'm just going to change my plans and go a different weekend. So, in fact, the Super Bowl visitors have crowded me out of the market. I would have gone anyways, so it's like a one-for-one replacement. So you can't really count it as an economic impact. Um, So you you look at that, and then, you know, a lot of the hotels, but there's a big brand-new hotel that Houston built downtown, uh, the Marriott. That, the Marriott, that's a, that's a corporate hotel. Marriott's headquartered in Virginia. All that room revenue 
is going to go back to the corporate headquarters in Virginia. Yes, there's people working overtime at the hotel um, uh, and, and that, but so that's, that's, that's a minimal. The other thing, and you and I were talking about this before the show, is that a lot of people don't realize the NFL gets 100% of ticket and parking revenue from the Super Bowl. So, so like in terms of the Houston Texans, there's no, other than the prestige of having the game there, there's no economic benefit to them. They don't get any of that. And in a bit of, and a bit of trickery, and this is what, what annoys the fans, these kind of things, not only does the NFL get that revenue, it insists that the city and the state reimburse it for any sales tax that is associated with that ticket. So for the NFL, it's a huge issue, and for the city of Houston, not so much as far as their economy is concerned, measurably. But, Mark, what about just the name of the city of Houston being out there as much as it is repeated hundreds of thousands of times or maybe millions of times over the last year and particularly over the last few weeks as the Super Bowl has drawn closer and closer and closer? Just the recognition factor and maybe putting Houston uh, in there as a destination point for vacations when you might not have thought of Houston previously? Well, it, it does help a little bit. I mean, you, it, it, it's all mostly good publicity, and we'll, we'll get that to that in a second. But here's the thing, and, and a lot of your listeners in Canada probably don't realize this. Americans already know about Houston. They already know about Texas. Texas is the fastest-growing state in the country. In fact, uh, right now, some people at the Census Bureau would tell you that Chicago is no longer the third largest city in America. It's Houston, Texas, because so many people have moved out of Chicago because of high taxes, crime, that sort of thing. And so Houston is a very fast-growing city, uh, very affordable. So they, what I'm saying is they don't really need the advertisement. People have already discovered Houston. And, of course, the oil and gas business and the healthcare industry in Houston – it already brings people from all over the planet. Okay, let me take a break. Then when we come back, we'll talk some about uh, the billions of dollars bet on uh, on the game. And that includes people betting on how long the national anthem is going to take to sing and whether the halftime entertainment, Lady Gaga, will mention Donald Trump. And uh, also want to get at this interesting debate, discussion, that's been going on in some areas, in some quarters, for the last few days. And the question is, who's the more irritating quarterback? Is it Colin Kaepernick of the San Francisco 49ers or Tom Brady of the Patriots? And the reason they're asking that is, of course, Kaepernick has not stood for the U.S. National Anthem before any NFL game during the season. And Brady is a friend of Donald Trump's. And so for many people, that is an absolute, absolute worst possible no-no. And there's been quite some heavy-duty debate on who the more irritating quarterback is, Kaepernick or Brady. We'll come back with Mark Yost. We will include your phone calls as we go through the hour. Stay with us. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. I don't think too many people who are going to be affected as far as how they feel about Tom Brady is concerned because some on the loony left don't think he should have Donald Trump as a friend. Robert Kraft, who's been a forever Democratic Party supporter, is a close friend of Donald Trump's. And Robert Kraft is the owner of the New England Patriots, of course. 
Uh, whether it's Brady or Kaepernick, who's the more irritating of the two quarterbacks, at McInnes Ross tweets, Brady is a patriot, Kaepernick is an idiot. And uh, Manny Monty, at Manny Monty, Kaepernick, by a long shot, go Falcons. Okay, Mr. Yost, who writes on the distance of sport for the Wall Street Journal. We're going to get caught up in minutiae here, and you and I will talk about things that we care about nobody else does. Um, what about the billions bet? Any idea of how much money is going to be bet on the Super Bowl? It's in the. I heard a few years ago more than $100 billion bet on a Super Bowl a few years ago. Is that possible? Um, you can you can never really trust some of those estimates. The one I like to look at better is Las Vegas because they're actually regulated and they have to report it. Um, uh, so Super Super Bowl in 2015 um, allegedly um, 125 million dollars in the United States bet on in Las Vegas on the Super Bowl. So That's a lot you know, of money anyway. And, and this is a, this is a big game. Um, uh, and the Patriots are involved, and and so I would say it's probably in the neighborhood. 130 million um, is going to be bet in, the, in in Las Vegas. And um, people will bet on whether the you... people will bet on whether the coin is heads or tails. They'll bet on the length of the we said the length of the national anthem. Whether Lady Gaga will, will or will not bring up Donald Trump. They'll bet on anything. They they will. There's uh, you can bet on how long the first. Um, Pass completion will be the current um, odds are 11.5 yards. Um, you can you can bet on uh, what color hair Lady Gaga will have, how many times Giselle Bouchon, the uh, supermodel wife of, of uh, uh, Brady, will be shown. The current over under is one and a half. Um, you can bet on whether I think it's Luke Bryan that's singing the national anthem, whether he comes out in jeans or quote some other kind of pants. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mark, if you're going to bet on how long the anthem is going to take to sing, right? And if there's a fair bit of money bet on that, wouldn't there be the temptation to approach the anthem singer by some people and say, all right, you make sure that it goes more than two minutes and 12 seconds. Cause I got a lot of money riding on it. I, I guess you could. That's like, you know, unlike a team sport where you have to kind of influence a number of key players. Bribing the anthem influence. singer. <laughs> hey, tell me, who do you, who's the more irritating quarterback to you? Is it Kaepernick or Brady, based on the fact oh, that... Oh, I think it's Kaepernick. I think he bothers a lot more people just because of uh, his protest against the anthem. Um, uh, but it's interesting, you know, Brady, you brought it up in, in your intro. Uh, his, his friendship with Trump has turned a lot of people off. In fact, there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal yesterday by a guy from Vermont who said, listen, I, 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 I'm up here. I'm, I'm, I'm a longtime Patriots fan because they are the New England Patriots. Um, and he said, but the, the, the whole Trump thing has turned me off. He said, am I going to cheer against the Patriots? No. He said, but, but it, it's bothered a lot of people. He said it's come up with a lot in a lot of, like, barroom and diner conversations about uh, Brady. And yeah, Brady there's, a, there's a lot of talk about it. Now, the other, the other issue is Brady and Kraft versus Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. And Brady said the other day, yeah, I'm angry at some things, but I'm not going to tell you what it is here. And you know, he wants to receive the Super Bowl trophy and the MVP trophy from Goodell. And then he wants to take those trophies and you know what he wants to do with them. 
shine them up. Well, but you got to remember, as much as this is about sport, it's also about about money. And these guys all know that the place to have their fights are behind closed doors. And Brady was asked several times in the in media day about Deflate Gate and about about Goodell. He said, "Listen, I'm here to have a good game." I, I want to see a good game. That I, I'm not going to talk about that stuff. And yeah, I, I know. Think, I know that's what and, he said. And they're going to stand up there, even though they might privately hate each other, um, and they're going to smile and shake hands. And Goodell is going to be gracious and congrat- you know if this happens and 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 congratulate uh, Brady. On I know. That. I get. I get all of that. And, uh, I get all of that. I I'm just know. It, I just know what Brady wants to do with the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Well, I. Yes, sir. As always, I thank you for joining us on this, and uh, we'll we'll know later tonight who Super Bowl Fifty One winner will be. I hope they just eventually do away with the Roman numerals. I can never figure out what that stuff is. Just do five and a one. Well, you should have paid better attention in fifth grade. I should have, and sixth, and seventh, and eighth, and ninth. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. All right, take care, Mark Yost. You'll find his books. Just go to Amazon.com. And one of his books, of course, deals with the National Football League. The National Football League. Mr. Yost, tailgating Saxon salary caps. How the NFL became the world's most successful sports league. All right, a couple of things I want to talk to you about. On this issue of who the more irritating quarterback is, based on you know, the parameters of what they're, they're accused of by those who don't like them, Kaepernick for not standing for the national anthem even once in the 2016 2017 season, although he didn't play in 2017, did he? His season was over before that. So is it Kaepernick because he won't stand for the U.S. anthem, or is it Tom Brady because he's a friend of Donald Trump's? There are lots of people who do not like the fact that Tom Brady is a friend of Donald Trump's, and they've expressed that, and they've said that Colin Kaepernick is less of an irritant to them because he doesn't stand for the anthem than Brady because he's a friend of Trump's. 1-800-263-2428. The other questions, of course, are who's going to win the game? Who will win the game? And Lady Gaga, halftime entertainment. She has, I think, the halftime's 28 minutes. If she derides Donald Trump during the halftime show, will she be speaking for you? Lady Gaga, if she derides Donald Trump, the president of the United States, during the halftime show, will she be speaking for you? As far as I'm concerned, she starts that. They should all turn their backs on her, the fans. 800-263-2428 is the number. Who's going to win the game? Who's the more irritating quarterback? Is it Kaepernick or is it Brady? And if Lady Gaga rips into Donald Trump during the halftime show, will she be speaking for you? Or what would you have to say about her? Give me a call right now, please.